of what life could be. Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And uh, three weeks ago, we did an episode uh, that was about WandaVision, the series on Disney Plus that's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, episodes one to three. Uh, and as promised, we're back to talk about episodes four, five, and six. Uh, this is a spoiler edition, so if you haven't watched the episodes and you don't want to be spoiled, maybe turn back now. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, let's talk about. Uh, the latest in WandaVision. Okay. So episode four. Episode four was interesting. So up until then, um, the first three episodes had been straight up um, almost parodies of sitcoms, mm-hmm. American sitcoms. Uh, the first episode was from the 50s, then the 60s in episode two, and then episode three was the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, the end of episode three saw the birth of Wanda and Vision's twins. And... Then Geraldine, who was a character that had helped deliver the twins, uh, she turned out to have um, a memory of Wanda's dead brother, Pietro. And that kind of threw Wanda off, and she got very suspicious. And she kicked Geraldine out of this hexagonal bubble world (laughs) that the sitcom was taking place in. Mm -hmm. So episode four picks up with that. And we learn in episode four that um, Geraldine is actually Monica Rambeau, who we've character we've seen in the movie Captain Marvel, mm. which took place in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And Monica was the daughter of, um, of uh, Carol Danvers' friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carol Danvers is who is Captain Marvel now. Mm-hmm. And so now Monica is, is her daughter. And Monica was vanished in the, the snap or the blip or whatever they're calling that thing that Thanos did in, in Infinity War. <laughs> And then she was brought back five years later with a whole bunch of other folks, which is what we saw in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, her mom died. Um, she goes back to work for Sword, which is, you know, look, I'm just a regular human being. <laughs> I've seen a lot of the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. um, almost all of them, but I don't live and breathe them. So I, I feel like I feel like Sword is something they're just dropping on us all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But maybe Sword has been mentioned in the MCU before. At any rate, yeah, she goes yeah. back to work at Sword, yeah. which is a, a an offshoot of Shield, which is the agency that Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury ran, and she uh, is sent off to Westview, New Jersey, and we then we learn that that is where all of the events in episodes one through three were taking place, and um, we see her go into the bubble. Uh, that this that is there, and that is then why she is in episodes one to three as Geraldine. Um, somehow it appears because uh, when she's ejected from that world, mm-hmm. Monica Rambeau says that all of that is uh, the Scarlet Witch, aka Wanda Maximoff, and that's all her doing. She's controlling everything and everybody, all the residents of Westview who are characters we've seen in the sitcom, mm-hmm. and uh, has some kind of mind control. <laughs> um, some folks show up in episode four that we've, uh, that we've seen in other Marvel movies. Um, and they're there to kind of like in this outpost outside of this bubble to try and figure out what's happening. So that's episode four. What'd you think of, of that one? It's interesting. Um, I was just looking at the IMDP page for the various episodes mm-hmm. so far. And I was noting that, um, you know, the, the score, like the, you know, you can rate, each episode, and then they they kind of average a score, uh-huh. and the the score for the early episodes 
like around seven in the sevens or eights out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the most recent episodes, it's they're nines into the nines. Right. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm in probably in the minority. Cause I, I, I would switch that. Cause for me, the, my favorite episodes were, have been the earlier ones mm-hmm. and kind of as this, you know, it was clear that there was some kind of mystery here. And I guess beginning with episode four, we, it really starts to kind of unravel what's happening. And, uh, and I don't know, for whatever reason, I found that less interesting. Um, I, I really liked the kind of parody episodes. Mm-hmm. And now with, with, with starting with episode four, we get less of that parody and it's more about what's really happening. And, um, I don't know. I feel like it's, uh, a little less interesting for me personally, but, um, I, it's not to say I didn't enjoy episode four. I did. Um, but yeah. Uh, and, and, and the conceit that seems to be, you know, from what I can understand about what's really happening, the idea behind it is, I think rather moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an interesting idea. Um, I feel like it's playing out such that it's going to end in some kind of big battle or something, which I don't like. Why do you think that? I don't know. It, it because it just seems to be getting bigger, mm. you know, with, you know, bringing in these, this kind of military operation that's around mm-hmm. the, the hex as they're calling it, this bubble that, um, Wanda has encased this town in, um, I don't know. It just feels like it's getting set up for something big. Yeah. Um, whereas I feel like the story is kind of something more intimate, deserves something more intimate, which is very unusual for a superhero story. I know. Yeah. Which is why I kind of liked it. Um, and, and, you know, having superheroes being part of a, of a sitcom parody was, was so weird and, and interesting to me. I like that aspect better than I do. And they still, they still haven't explained that, right? Right. Well, in my mind, I'm imagining that Wanda sees America through its television shows, as a lot of people who are not from America do. Mm. And so I, I, I feel like she's imagining this ideal life that she has seen in American television shows. Mm-hmm. And, and, the, and the shows that she is kind of pattern, patterning her lives around in this bubble are kind of the idealistic shows, right? Yeah. From the, from the fifties, sixties, seventies, and even in, you know, we get into the eighties. It's, it's those more wholesome mm-hmm. shows. Um, I feel like that's kind of what she has in her mind. And that's what she's trying to build this kind of idealized American town. So yeah. that's why it's interesting. Um, I hadn't looked at it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, episode five, reverts a little bit back to the sitcom parody theme. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it has uh, it, it, it picks up into the eighties. Yeah. Um, I love the set design <laughs> yes. and the, and the opening credits they do, yes. you know, um, it's very kind of family ties. It's an homage to family ties. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. I like that. And, um, yeah, so I, I like, and then you see a little bit of what's happening outside the bubble with the sword folks and, um, uh, so it was it was good. It was good. I, I enjoyed it. 
And then episode six, which just uh, was just aired, is set in the 90s and it has its own little cute intro. It's a little bit more heavy. It's a little bit more evenly divided between the sitcom and then the, the outside the bubble world. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, in, it's weird, though. Um, episode six was the first episode, though, where I started feeling impatient. <laughs> and I'm not sure why. My, my first thing was I felt like not enough happened. Which, to be perfectly objective, I don't know if anything more or less happened in episode six than it happened in, you know, <laughs> four or five. Yeah. Um, but I almost felt like a deja vu because I kind of felt like I did when I, when I watched The Walking Dead. Because sometimes I would watch The Walking Dead, you know, you wait a week for a new episode and you watch it and the clock is ticking by and you're like, oh, my God, nothing really is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, that's not true. I mean, Vision is... For in the first few episodes, Vision, is, which we've learned, I guess, if, if what we're told uh, is to be believed, that Wanda kidnapped Vision's corpse from a facility mm-hmm. and is basically reanimating him in this world. Mm-hmm. Um, so in episode six, Vision tries to push himself out of this bubble, but it ends up kind of like almost destroying him. Mm-hmm. So we see this at the very end of the episode. Wanda, in order to save him, pushes out the bubble. She extends the bubble to encaps- encapsulate him, which saves his life. Um, and then actually ends up encapsulating the military base, a sword base that was set up outside the bubble, which ends up turning everything to a circus. Right. <laughs> um, so that was fine. But And her brother Pietro is back from the dead. He came back at the end of episode five. And he's in this episode. And he's kind of a, he's, he's a really creepy guy and mm-hmm. not cool. He doesn't seem to have a very good memory of things, and we're not sure whether that's just because he's also some sort of reanimated person that she's brought back, or whether he's maybe some people, some folks on the internet are speculating he's a villain in disguise. Mm. I don't know, um, but yeah, it, it's it's. I like the show. I'm very, and, and I look forward to it every week. But I guess I'm just getting a little frustrated because I'm not sure how, if they're going to stick the landing. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I do feel like there is a bit of a divide between episodes one through three and then four to six. I mean, it's it's almost a completely different show than what we first <laughs> yeah, started watching. Exactly. And it's like I don't mind the sitcom parody. You know, in fact, I quite liked it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind this stuff that's happening outside the bubble, the investigation. But I'm not sure if they've they've been integrated okay. But given how what was presented to us at episodes one, two, three, it is such a stark dividing line then with the next set of episodes. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess maybe that's where some of my impatience is coming from, is because I don't know, I want to start getting more answers and I want this wrapped up well. Yeah. Um, and I'm just not sure how they're going to do that. Yeah. It has me a little apprehensive as well. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, I think the central conceit is very interesting and, and has the potential to be very poignant. And I, when I, when I'm not watching the show and I'm thinking about the show, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm kind of moved by it, but I'm not necessarily moved by it when I watch the show. And I'm afraid that the show is just going to, like I said before, is going to become a little too, you know, action oriented or you know i don't know not give it the uh 
the characters won't be given the empathy that they deserve or the, uh, the intimate scenes that I think should come. I, I feel like it's going to end up in explosions and, and, and fighting and maybe I'm too cynical, mm-hmm. but that, that's my, that's my worry. Well, you know, the MCU has been rolled out in what they call phases mm-hmm. and apparently WandaVision is supposed to be the start of phase four. Like, you know, coronavirus or the pandemic has kind of delayed, put a delay on the, on the MCU as it has a lot of other stuff. But I think Spider-Man Fire from Home was the end of phase three. Mm-hmm. And it's been a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now it's the beginning of phase four. And, you know, when, um, Marvel kind of laid out some of the stuff for phase four, like the movies and the TV shows, it's different. It's sort of a different era. They're doing, first of all, a lot of TV shows like this one. Um, and then they're doing kind of strange movies. Uh, they're expanding the characters or expanding uh, ethnicities, which is good. Um, it's just, it's just supposed to be part of a different era, right? Mm-hmm. Which I, I've been looking forward to. Um, and I was really excited about, I guess, in the first three episodes of WandaVision. But I'm also a little concerned because now I'm, uh, what's got me worried is now they're like, oh, LOL, just kidding. We're just going, we're going back to our, you know, real world superhero, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I, I'm like, oh, cause I'm like, you guys were really on to something kind of different here. Mm-hmm. And now it's, now you're back to your MCU and the blip and the this and the that. And yeah. yeah. So are they going to treat Wanda as a villain? Or is, do you think she is a villain? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. So it's interesting when, um, Monica Rambo was kicked out of the, of the bubble. I'm calling it the bubble. Some people call it the hexagon, whatever. Uh, when she's kicked out of the bubble, you know, she's laying on the ground, um, by the military base that had been set up, the sword base. She said that it was all Wanda. It was all her. The whole, what was going on in there. But in the last couple of episodes, Wanda has, has, you know, Pleaded dumb to that. She's like, no, it's not me. I don't, I don't know why. She, she's with asked, she's been asked point blank, how are you doing this? Or how did you start doing this? And she's like, I don't know. So I don't know what, what's, what's to be believed there or, or what? Yeah. I mean, if you start going down the rabbit holes on the internet of, <laughs> of, of comic fans, um, there's more at play here than what we're being shown so far. Hmm. Here's the thing that, it annoys me because, and I, I preface this by saying I'm someone who collected Marvel comics ad nauseum uh, several years of my life as a teenager. Um, but I'm not into comics now. A, ma- a majority of folks, particularly who watch the MCU films, are not into comics. They, you know, that's one thing I, I got to give Marvel credit for is they created this whole cinematic universe and pulled in the masses who are unfamiliar with comics and they made it work. Mm-hmm when it hadn't worked a lot of times in the past. Um, but this has just brought folks out of the woodwork who are like, <clears throat> well, in the comics, you see, <laughs> um, there's like Mephisto, and there's this, and there's the, the, the uh, Agatha Harkness, the witch, and I think... That, so. And, and, and when they start going down these rabbit holes of, of, of what they think is happening, it's like some nerddom, head-spinning stuff that I... I don't know. Like, I'm like, I don't know how Mar- if, if Marvel's going to bring all that in, I don't know how they're going to do it and make it, you know, um, relatable to your average Joe who's mm-hmm. an MCU fan, but ain't got time for the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they will. Like I said, they've done it successfully so far. Yeah. But it's just, 
you know, it's just so annoying because I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'm not in, I, I just want to enjoy this as a TV show. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm certainly no comic book aficionado. I've, you know, barely read one in my life. Um, and I'm certainly not familiar with uh, Wanda Maximoff or the Scarlet Witch mm-hmm. as, a, as a comic book character, but I did um, just me, because of the show. I I did look up the the Wikipedia entry for the Scarlet Witch, and <clears throat> and I was also reading about um, you know the, the depiction in the films, and it was just, it was just interesting to me. Um, I was reading that when Elizabeth Olsen, that's her name, right, was the actress was cast to play Wanda. And, you know, the Scarlet Witch, she was told, don't worry. She's like, she wasn't familiar with the character either. And they were like, well, don't worry. You won't have to wear that costume that she wore in the comic books. And so, I, you know, just I was curious. I looked it up and, okay, yeah, it was kind of a scantily clad. She's kind of a scantily clad character, mm-hmm. at least in the beginning. Um, but then I found it amusing in this latest episode. It's a Halloween-themed episode, and she's dressed up in, <laughs> in that Scarlet uh, Witch costume, which, I, hey, I got it. I'm not even a, a, a comic book guy, but, <laughs> but I got that one. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I think the central conceit is very interesting. And, you know, as a, as a metaphor for, like, grief and not being able to move on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a lot of us mere mortals, when when we lose someone close to us, we... We have trouble moving on and we live, we dwell in our memories and just imagine if you had the amazing superpowers that Wanda has, I mean, it would be so tempting to do what she seems to be doing. Um, You know, we don't have all the answers yet, but I just, I just like that idea of, you know, I'm going to bring this person back. I can't live without this person and I'm going to create this ideal world for us. Mm -hmm. Um, It's fascinating. Yeah. Um, well, in episode five, the family gets a dog, and um, it, then it dies. And uh, they keep asking Wanda to bring it back to life. Mm. It's interesting, though, because, because it's a dog, she's like, no, <laughs> I'm sorry, it's dead. Um, yeah, so, you know, here's what I've been hoping for, and there's three more episodes left, and in, in three weeks we'll do a, a recap then of that. But um, I'm hoping because I'm getting impatient that in episode seven or something that they kind of answer a lot of questions. I hope there's a big information dump, a big reveal, and then they can spend time in the last couple of episodes wrapping things up in a non rushed manner. Mm-hmm. That's what I hope. Me too. Um, we'll, <laughs> we'll see if that happens. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's WandaVision episodes, uh, four to six. Um, stay tuned. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you.